Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. In today's episode, Jordan and I play an NBA draft game where we draft the players, coaches, and teams with the most to lose going into these NBA playoffs. Alrighty, here with Jordan. I'm excited to do this one. This is kind of a Bill Simmons-esque bit. Uh, he do- he loves to draft different things and ideas and players and takes, which obviously we love listening to that. So we figured we'd implement it to our own content as well. And today or tonight rather, we're going to be drafting the NBA players, coaches, and teams with the most to lose. We're going to go snake draft. So actually, we're not going to go snake draft because I always fuck that up. So we're going to go one after another. So you use, well, we'll flip a coin and then whoever starts, starts. The other person goes afterwards. Um, Yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And if you don't understand, you'll you'll get it as we go along. So um, Jordan, pick a number one through 10, one through five, one through five, uh, four. Dude, I was thinking three. I'll just give it to you. You just start because that was really good. What? <laughs> I didn't get it. Okay. You, were, uh, you said the four. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. Um, I'm going to take Nikola Jokic off the board. Wow. The player with the most pressure, most to lose going into these playoffs. I think two MVPs back to back. He has a chance to win another, even even though he he most likely won't, I think, at this point. Um, but even if he doesn't win this MVP, his team is finally healthy um people are really starting to talk about you know if if this guy's won two mvps why hasn't he been able to accomplish anything in terms of winning so yeah i think if they if the nuggets don't at least make a deep run if they don't make the western conference finals i can see um people really starting to view nikola Jokic in a different way good pick he was on my big board i i don't know if i would have taken him with the first maybe it's a little bit of a stretch but that's okay that's um, the reason the reason I think that is because I don't think it's anything to do with Jokic if he doesn't win. I think it's the team around him, this bench that they issues that they have, just kind of some of their defensive issues that they that they have to deal with. I think if they lose and they don't win the finals this year, it's more of a Denver thing than Nikola Jokic losing anything because I know he's still he's not that young. He's twenty eight, so he's starting to get up there. He's in his the middle of his prime. But I think when if uh, Denver loses or doesn't make the finals or whatever. I think that's obviously just more about the team building and things of that nature. That's why I wasn't taking him with the first overall pick. Yeah, fair enough. This one, this first overall pick, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a team again. The Celtics are my with my overall my first pick of this draft. I think it's pretty clear. It's either finals or bust right now, and anything except for the finals will be looked at as an utter failure. The I had an issue. I wanted to put Tatum, and then I also had Brown on Tatum and Brown on the big board. But then I was like, well, it's kind of equal for all the whole team because what depending on what happens, you could see Grant go. You could see, I mean, any number of trades happen. You could see anything happen. You could see Jalen Brown um not stay. They're going to be issues with the coaching potentially. Issues with the GM potentially. This could be a real shit show if they don't win in a year where it looks like it's wide open. So to me, taking them with the first with my first pick makes the most sense because I I think they are the team with the most to lose going into these playoffs. Yeah. 
I think that's a good point, especially, you know, you touched on the Jalen Brown stuff. Obviously, we covered it last episode, but if the Celtics have a underwhelming postseason, then that Jalen situation all of a sudden gets a lot more scary as a Celtics fan, as scary as it already is. I mean, if we end up winning a championship in this year or next year, it's it's hard for me to see Jalen walking away. But of course, if we underperform, then it, it gets a lot easier for Jalen to say, okay, I'm going to go, you know, try to do it on my own if we can't do it here. So oh, I totally agree. You you don't, you see Jalen walking away if they win a championship? Because to me, I, I feel like then that kind of completes his chapter and bought or not walking away. I, to me, I think the opposite. I think he wins the championship this year. I mean, I think he's probably maybe would take less money, not take the offered supermax from the Celtics because he probably would feel like his time in Boston, he did what he needed to do. And he, he, he it's pretty obvious. He doesn't feel very happy here. Right. Yeah. But I would be very surprised. Like, I don't think Jalen is that, that type of character. Like we saw Kyrie do that. Um, with LeBron after they won the title, but that was a couple of years after the the team was a little different. I would be very surprised if we win a title and Jalen still walks away because I just, I don't know what it is. I don't think, I think Jalen values winning too much. More than anything? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I was just putting that out there. Like my thought is that in his eyes, he doesn't, or I mean, I don't think he feels that he owes the city of Boston anything at all, which he does not. Yeah. But I think that, a title there it's like my job's done i can move on but well, i would also say if they win a title then all the jalen rumors just stop immediately like celtics will give him however much money he wants and we would roll with our guys yeah you know, as long as you can so i think they give him the money regardless they gotta be and we yeah. had some comments on our last tiktok let's talk about that a little bit we had some comments in our last tiktok saying that jalen is not worth a super max that's that's ridiculous. What like what do you think about that? Well, I think a lot of the comments are saying it's tough to have two supermax guys, which it is, is true. Um, but the NBA, like if you have an owner who's willing to pay the luxury tax, then it doesn't matter as much. And and Boston is obviously, you know, a super we bring in a lot of money as a franchise and an organization. So I think we're one of the teams that could make that work. I don't see why he's not worth a supermax, but that's you know we're Boston fans, so maybe we're biased. True, I he is worth a super max. I think I think people love to talk about you know the willingness to to pay, but I think they under underestimate how these billionaires that own these yeah. teams are the top one percent of people that they have everything and all, and the one thing that they could not have is winning, right? So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna spend their money unless of course it's an extreme case like. Uh, Sarver and um, Phoenix, who was one of the worst GMs of all time, things of that nature. But yeah, yeah. I think one, they're willing to pay. Two, there's a new media rights deal that's going to be coming in, I believe, a year or n- two years, and that's going to completely flip the finances on the head. This media rights deal has not been talked about by anyone except for like the the Ringer and Bill Simmons. He always talks about it, and that's uh, obviously how I've learned about it mostly. But I mean, this media deal is going to change the cap that teams have for players, and it's going to change the amount of money that players get. So getting Jalen before that media deal is going to be huge because he would be worth what's what's worth a Supermax at that time is going to be like double with the new media deal. And so, I mean, <laughs> locking him down, like we're going to have more cap. It's not. It's going to be easier to deal with two Supermax deals um, and things of that nature. So I, I do think he's worth the deal, number one. I think you always pay your assets. That's what we've seen the NBA do always. Um, 
an example of this too is like Jalen Smith, uh, a much much smaller thing. The Suns really really fumbled that. They gave Jalen Smith the rookie, or they they refused his rookie extension and then traded him for like some assets that they ended up flipping for other things. And he went and got a um a bigger contract in Indiana, and they literally could have just picked up his option with the Suns, but they didn't, and then they lost him. So um. Yeah, it's just kind of I I I think that you always pay your assets, um, and smart teams do that. So I think Jalen will get paid for sure. What was your next pick? Your next pick. All right, second pick. I'm gonna take the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, as an organization and a team. I think last year they were probably the most disappointing team in the playoffs with a an absolute collapse against the Mavericks. Um, you know, pretty much lost to an inferior team. I think a lot of people would say. And this year, it's pretty much no excuse time, in my opinion. You got Kevin Durant. I know he was hurt. He missed 10 games. He's going to be back in the lineup, I think, starting tomorrow. So I don't see – and the West right now is still so wide open. There is no clear favorite. If there was a clear favorite, it would be Phoenix. So to me, they have the most talented roster in the West. If they don't get to the finals, it's a severe disappointment. Okay, we're on two different – things on this one again i i don't think phoenix is in really any sort of hurry i think next year's their year i mean you're adding him late over half of the season's gone and he's only played a couple of games with your team not to mention this team is still missing a lot in terms of assets they got rid of so much to bring katie in their bench is really weak they've they've had some really tough looking games it's hard to comment on them because katie is so dynamic of a player that he changes everything but to yeah. me, if they win a championship, or if they don't win, rather, it's not a failed season for them at all because this this is their this is season zero, right? Sometimes they start with zero, and then next season, season one, and then it starts getting to be like, uh, what are we doing here? But this they have this core that's going to be intact for the foreseeable future. I know maybe it's more Chris Paul than the Clippers. I think that's a better maybe a better pick just because Chris Paul, uh, he's not looking. He's not the same. He's obviously lost a step. Who we're, He's counting down his final years. I think it's safe to say that in the league. So for him, maybe another season gone without a ring is the scariest part. But I think the Suns as an organization are, are okay. But I do understand the pick. How do you feel about the Suns right now? And how do you feel about their chances? You, you still think they're the finals, correct? Or the favorite? I, yeah, I mean, I still have them going to the finals. I think they lose. I would, I would pick them to lose. But I'm saying it's not a failure if they don't win the finals. I think it's a failure if they don't get there because of how the West is shaping up. And yeah, that's understandable. I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say. Yeah. I mean I I, I agree with that per se. I think it's really hard for a team that's just kind of thrown together. Although it's yeah. we've never seen a team we've never seen a, a player like uh KD ever be traded. True. I also I uh, I think you know Chris Paul is pretty much having the worst season of his career and he's not getting any younger. Um, they're not going to be any less injury prone next year and who knows what the West looks like next year. So that's my reasoning for the pick. That's fair. I understand that for sure. My next pick is doc rivers. Oh, doc rivers. I was going to take him was next. He on the big board. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was a highly rated, uh, prospect coming out of this draft. Um, the scouts were <laughs> tell, telling me about him. For sure. They were all over this guy. I think he could have been a sneaky first pick, honestly. Yeah. So I'm happy that he fell to me for sure that with the fourth pick. Um, I think he's a dynamic, dynamic pick here. I mean, for real, let's being honest about it. 
Do you think who do you think the three favorite favorites coming out of the East are to win it all? I mean, Milwaukee, Philly, and the Celtics. In what order? In that order? Milwaukee, I would say Milwaukee, then the Celtics, then Philly. Me too. And Philly seems like it's finals or bust right now. And Embiid's 29. Harden's up there. I don't know. Let me Google his age. And it's just like, it gets a little scary there. I mean, okay, Harden's 33. Embiid's 29. I mean, this core together, they've been, they've looked really good this year. And that's why I think it's finals or bust. But they've always had this Doc Rivers fit has been really strange with the playoff chokes before. And now if he has another choke in the playoffs or if the, honestly, if they don't win it all, I mean, I think if they get to the finals, they're OK. But if they're not at least to the finals, I think his job is done. Um, I know it's been a rocky situation with him and his whole tenure there, really. And um, yeah, I just think I know right now they're successful, but I think Philly's been looking for a change of scenery with their coach. So to me, if they if they aren't successful right now, Doc is on the hot seat, which um, I mean, hopefully as Celtics fans, they, they aren't successful, you know? Yeah, I love the pick. I was I probably should have taken Doc last pick. I think I mean, Doc hasn't made the conference finals as as a coach for the Sixers, which is pretty shocking when you look at their rosters that they've had um, the year with Jimmy Butler and Embiid. And Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Now this year, uh, Harden, Embiid, Maxi coming along. So yeah, this is. I mean, same thing I said for the Suns. It's like this is no excuse time. So I yeah, I like to pick. Um, I will go number three. I'm gonna go and take. I'll take I'll take Jason Tatum off the board. Okay. Um, you know we said what we needed to say about the Celtics, but. A lot of um, our failures last year in the finals rest on Tatum's shoulders. He had a absolutely abysmal finals performance, couldn't make a shot. I mean, just really struggled from the field, um, got rattled mentally, lost his aggression, all of those things. And he's also struggling right now. So there's a lot of eyes on Jason Tatum. Um, Celtics probably have the best roster in the league, I think, at, at least in terms of how complete it is. Maybe not in terms of, you know, the top end talent. But again, that goes to Tatum, right? So we'll see if he can prove himself as a guy who can be your best player on a championship team. And to me, he, he hasn't done that as of yet. Could not agree more with this pick. The only reason I didn't pick him is like, think of it like I already have Jalen Green on my team, basically. I don't want to add Scoot Henderson, right? It's a little bit of a, I already have the Celtics, don't want to add Tatum. It's a little redundant, but couldn't agree more with that pick. I think, I mean, we're we're in the, I don't know if we can say we're in the Boston media, but we're in the we live in this general area. We are Celtics fans. We hear more than any other area in the country about what these fans feel like, our fans feel like. And uh, yeah. I mean, right now, I still think it's probably like 60 percent of the fans think Tatum is the guy or maybe even higher. I think if he chokes or plays like shit, that that number is going to go down. There's going to be some questions about him. So yeah. it's very interesting, especially with him. I I don't want to say he's always flirted with leaving, but he's at least I don't know. He's uh he's definitely not flirted, but he's sweet. To, he's he's thought about the idea. I think you could say right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the, if he posts another picture with a Lakers jersey, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um. Okay. Next pick for me. This guy. Surprised he's still on the board. Maybe there's more dynamic players. That's that got picked. That's maybe why. But Russell Westbrook. I'm picking you. 
I got a lot of heat. The Westbrook fans suck. Not gonna lie to you, they suck. <laughs> they they got a, They gave us a lot of heat on TikTok. Um, a lot of people. Someone told us to delete our podcast for yep. saying he was not a winning player. Some, some name calling. Some name calling. Uh, someone asked if we played varsity, or someone assumed that we didn't play varsity basketball because just half true. Which is half true. I played JV. Jordan played varsity. <laughs> half true. Um, yeah, tough, tough, tough. Um, but I think like anyone who watches basketball can kind of clearly see that that um, I, let's not get to the winning debate. No matter what, if he does not win with the Clippers this year, this Clippers team is gonna be uh changed around. I think. I think is fair to say like they could do some consolidation. They have a lot of players. They have a very deep roster, but not all those guys play like Norm Powell doesn't play every night. You got Mason Plumley, Zubots, Bones is picking up DNPs, another player that we got shit for shitting on, but I've seen him pick up more fucking DNPs in the last couple games than really anyone. Um, they got a very uh, Terrence man. Like they got a bunch of guys, Nick Batum. I mean, like there's, there's guys that they can kind of consolidate and get bigger players um, I mean, I don't know what, what they obviously are all in on winning a championship. And if that doesn't happen, I just think, well, one Russ is a weird addition and he's on that one, one, I don't even really know what the contract is. Is it like a one year contract? I, he got bought out. So he signed with yeah. the Clippers. I think it was a one year regardless. I mean, I don't know when exactly that contract expires, if it expires for the, at the end of this year, but I don't see any other NBA teams really willing to give him a shot. So I think this is kind of his one last shot at glory here. And if he doesn't, I mean, he I think I think the best case scenario for Russ is he wins the title and retires, which we could be happy with. More likely, I feel like he doesn't win the title, he doesn't get another contract, and he kind of goes away. All right. Question for you. If Westbrook individually plays well and puts up numbers and the Clippers go out, let's say in the second round. Does that fall on Westbrook or is that the Clippers as an organization? It's the Clippers as an organization. That being said, we've seen Westbrook play well for spurts and it just doesn't last. I don't think if the Clippers aren't willing to give him another shot, I don't see a lot of teams. It's not like there was a lot of teams. I know the Bulls were kind of talking to him. Maybe he goes there, but they kind of already have Pat Bev now. I don't know how long that situation is. I don't know. I don't see him getting a lot of other shots around the league. Yeah, I think the reason I brought that up is just Russ has been playing well recently. Um, yes. And I think I have the Clippers organization as as number five on my board. I don't have Russ on there. I think this is more about the Clippers as a team and their their failures in the past and what has this has all been leading up to with Kawhi and Paul George. And now you add in Russ and they're playing really well. And I think – it's more about the team um, rather than just one guy. But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying with Russ. I think the Clippers uh, were, were was a better pick than Russ, honestly. Now that we've talked it out, I feel like it's more on the Clippers. But, yeah, you is that who you're taking with your next pick? <laughs> I was – I don't know. I feel like you're not going to take the Clippers because you already have Russ. So I can just take them with Damn. my last pick. <laughs> I already, that's that's a, you're, you're playing chess. I'm playing checkers. It's like I, I don't want to be the Pistons, dude. I don't need James – Wiseman, uh, Marvin Bagley, and Jalen Duran. Exactly. I just need two big guys. But all right, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the big man from Philly, Joel Embiid. Um, I know you you might not agree with this pick for similar reasons. He's on my big board. Pitch. Um, but the guy's probably he's he's a top five player in the NBA at this point. You could debate he's uh-huh. the best, honestly. And the guy's never been in the conference finals. 
which is just so shocking for how good of a player he is and how good their teams have been. So Embiid, man, like I I believe Embiid's going to show up. I do. But at some point you have to win something. You you got to at least get past the second round um, with how good that team is. And I mean, I know it's it's super tough in the East with the Celtics and Milwaukee. I Like I said, I would pick either team over the Sixers, but I do still think it's a big-time disappointment if the Sixers go out in the second round with the way that they've been playing, the season Embiid has had, the season Harden's had, and, yeah, just, just everything that Embiid has been through um, in his career thus far. I, I like this pick. He's on my big board, but I think the Sixers, it's bigger for them. Like, they – they could lose and beat. I don't think. I don't think anyone's gonna have. It's kind of like the Jokic situation, right? I feel like no one's gonna have a scratch on Embiid. Maybe they might. I mean, that question could be floated around. Now well, that if, you're... if Embiid doesn't play well and they lose, then right. the conversation changes. That's why there's pressure on Embiid. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm gonna start stop criticizing every pick you make. I'm sorry, dude. You're making good picks here. Um, <laughs> Fair. My next pick, another big man, a man who once fist fought Embiid on the court, uh, Kitty Cat. Carl Anthony Towns, give me, I'm wow. gonna snatch him up. Might be a little early. I'm taking a little bit of a risk here. Um, well, he's like he's like a European big man. You don't really know what you're gonna get. You know, <laughs> the film's a little a little grainy. Uh, there's a, <laughs> it's a little scary. Um, the rim the the court has like I don't know. It's it's a little fucked up on the court, but you know I'm taking Cat anyways. I'm taking it. Uh, he's got too many too many opportunities here. To me. It's kind of a weird timing to take him actually because the minute, the Timberwolves have looked really good. I think they've won they've won a couple straight here. They beat the Warriors on a buzzer beater and then they beat the Kings last night in a great game. Um so the Warriors or the Timberwolves have been looking really good and Cat just came back. But if they do not get it out of like the first round in the playoffs or or Cat just plays like shit, I th- I already think he was on the hot seat with this team and I think now if he really like kind of shits the bed they're going to get rid of him i think and i think that's a smart move um there's always been questions about cats like winning mentality and his brains on the court and the decisions he makes and if he if he does some dumb decisions that lose him a game or if he is not winning i i I think like if he doesn't at least make like the second or third round there's going to be some real issues in minnesota with cat um if they get anywhere past the second round i think they're overachieving and he's fine um but I mean, yeah, I, I, I see, I foresee them not going too far and there being some issues with cat. Yeah. I think this is probably the first pick where I pretty much disagree with you. Um, I just think they're, they've, they've been a mediocre team all year and it hasn't necessarily been cat's fault in my opinion. And I just think there's not really any expectations for this team or for cat in general, the, this go bear trade really kind of blew up in their face uh, for for a big part of the season, I know they've been playing better um, a little bit more recently, but I think this goes more to the roster construction. I just don't think this is a a roster that's put together to win. I think Ant and Cat kind of work together, but they're not perfect by any means. So I agree. I, I think Cat might get moved, but I don't think there's really a whole lot of pressure on him. Like I don't think Cat's going to be looked at differently. Um, if he has, you know, a bad series and they get bounced in the first round. Dude, I think I well, this Gobert trade is gonna go down as one of the worst trades in the history of yeah. the NBA. Like you wouldn't trade any single you wouldn't trade Walker Kessler alone for Gobert, let alone all the pieces exactly. they gave up combined. And how much money Gobert costs. 
But I heard um I forget who was saying it, but I heard someone talk about how like you already committed to Gobert. You can't undo that trade. Yeah. And the only way to kind of fix it is to like lean into the fall and just kind of work with it. And what they did that, they brought in Mike Conley, who loves playing with Gobert and has really unlocked him since they've brought Conley in. He's really been the steady hand that they needed. They got rid of D'Angelo Russell, who hated Mike Conley, uh, or not Mike Conley, who hated Rudy Gobert. And you would often see him like making faces after passes and they'd get into it with each other. You brought in a guy in Mike Conley who knows how to work with Gobert, has unlocked Gobert before, and is unlocking Gobert right now. And I mean, Minnesota is really working right now and they're really clicking and they're fun to watch again. And I think I think um, the only way that this becomes bad again is if Cat sort of falls apart because I think they figured out their thing with Rudy. I mean, he still is not what you traded for, though. So I, I do see what you're saying there. Yeah. And again, I just think they're going to be playing a superior team. So I don't know. I just I don't quite I see, see that saying. one. Yeah. But uh, OK, my last pick. Yeah, I'll take the Clippers. Why not? We already discussed it a little bit, but, you know, a couple years ago when Kawhi and Paul George went to that team, people thought this might be a, a multiple championship type of team and like a, a possible uh, dynasty for the Los Angeles Clippers. And it has been the furthest thing from that. Obviously, a lot of injuries, um, but also just underachievement, right? Like the the playoffs where they lost to Dallas really shocked a lot of people. I know Luka played unbelievable, but... The Clippers were thought to be contenders that year, and I think they were contenders, but they, like I said, just didn't play as well as they needed to. And then prior to this season, I thought they were the best team in the West, and I didn't think it was particularly close. A lot of people were on the Clippers train uh, right there with me. So they have a ton of talent. Um, There's not a lot of excuses for this team. Kawhi's playing great. Paul George is playing great. Russ playing great. Um, it seems like they fit a lot better than we originally thought. And yeah, I think this team has to have high expectations. Yeah. I mean, that Paul George injury is just awful for them right now. He It says he'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks, but you know how that goes. Like we had to yeah. deal with this with Robert Williams, LeBron, everyone. It's all, they just kind of do that to buy time. And yeah, this team, one of the more disappointing teams so far. I know we shit on the Clippers a lot because they deserve it too. I mean, they really just like with the with the names on this roster, you, they would you would expect for them to be much better, but they just they don't really have any to, flow. They're supposed to dominate the West this season. Yeah, and they just have not been, and they're getting dominated by a team in Denver who is missing a bench, something that the Clippers clearly have. So yeah, I I agree. I think they're a disappointment so far. Uh, another disappointing thing: the Celtics just lost, and they got crushed, one thirty to one twelve. By the they lost to the Wizards. Um, Brown had eighteen points on, and let's see, hold on, let me pull this box score because this was crazy. Brown had eighteen points and was zero for four from three. Tatum two for seven from three with twenty eight points. Um, yeah, awful, 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 awful. Um, I don't we know gave, what's going we on. Gave up 130 points to the Wizards. Yep. Yes, we did. So I thought we were looking all right, and we just got clapped by one of the most mid teams in the East. So good. <laughs> um, I hate. I'm kind of starting to get really pissed with the Celtics team right now. Um, okay, my final pick for the draft is the Dallas Mavericks organization. But I have a question: Can you pick a team that's not going to make the playoffs? Because Dallas might not make the playoffs. I will allow it because this is 
if they don't make the playoffs, it's just absolutely absurd. This is bad. I mean, Luca's going not anywhere this year because he's under contract and they were not going to trade someone who has the potential to be the greatest offensive player since LeBron James. So we're not going to do that. But it brings in a question, a couple of things. One, I think Jason Kidd's gone. I think you and I are probably going to write a piece on that soon, or at least I know I am. I think we've wanted to write about these guys for a while. I know yeah. I was thinking about pieces today. I think I have three in mind, and one of them is the Jason Kidd situation. I think he is the worst coach in the NBA right now, um, and I just don't like anything wow. that he does. That's wrong. Uh, if you watch him talk, he always is like, I don't know. Like He, he always <laughs> is like, he's like, he says every he always says everything's out of his hands whenever they're like why did this happen he's like i don't know i didn't i'm not it's basically it's basically him saying i don't know i'm not the coach like it's crazy coach your fucking players i don't understand and he's kind of worn out his welcome everywhere he's been the nets the bucks and now here i mean they're gonna get rid of him regardless but what i i don't know and to be fair he's not playing with the full deck there i mean everyone like they got rid of their defense they don't have any defense they don't have any reliable defensive bigs but I don't understand why they're not playing Christian Wood um, at least off the bench for, for the offense. I know he's a defensive sieve, and he's, I don't know, he's a tough player to like, but he at least scores for you. I don't understand the construction of this team. Why is, um, oh, what's that face, Josh Green not playing as much? Every time I watch Josh Green play, he looks fucking awesome, and he's 10 times faster than everybody else. Uh, Mavericks are in a really tough spot here. They got rid of all their pieces. Um, Cubans resorted to, like, suing not suing the league but like asking for games to be like the final scores to be overturned because of missed calls yeah. uh, lucas luca just got his last tech rescinded but he was about to be suspended for too many techs this team might miss the playoffs and to me Lu we know luca hates losing like it makes him physically ill it seems like um <laughs> if he misses the playoffs in a year where someone was reading it today on one of the shows I listened to from the ringer shout out to them again. Um, someone was saying today that like they were reading off this, the people that like what people stars had done by 24 and a lot, a lot of guys were a lot more uh, far ahead than Luca was thus far. So you can tell he's looking at that and he's going to be pissed about that. And he's going to be putting, he hasn't put pressure on Dallas yet. Not that I've heard. Have you heard any pressure from Luca on the, like any actual pressure? No, but I don't know if that really matters. I think it's easy to see that the organization is definitely screwed up in terms of roster construction. And, I mean, if you're Luca, you don't have to say anything to the Mavericks. You can just leave and, and go somewhere where, you know, you can see yourself winning. I don't think you could just leave because of the contract situation. He's yeah, yeah. There for a while, but he can definitely – I think saying something is, like, the next step, Um, which, to my knowledge, like we said, he hasn't done yet. But you could see that coming very soon where he could be very disgruntled. Um, so, yeah, I think they have a ton to lose because, like we said before, Luka does have the potential to be the most dynamic offensive player since LeBron James, and losing him would be... A, I don't, I, there's no words for losing that type of possible upside. And Yeah, and also I think they took a big swing this year with the Kyrie trade, and yeah. if this just completely blows up in their face, then it, it looks so bad, and then, I mean... Where, where do they go from there, right? Do they then trade Kyrie and give up on that scenario that quickly? So, yeah, I agree. Their their roster is just very poorly built. And Luka is, I've heard having personal issues, that's been reported. But it's 
transferring to on-court issues. So it's going to be really interesting, you know, if he comes out and says something, if they miss the playoffs. But then again, if they make the playoffs and they go on a run, then who knows, maybe everything's all okay and they run it back next year. I don't see them going on a run. Those guys, they're they don't have any defense. Nece- like yeah. they do not have the defense necessary. What well, in defense? I know it's corny, but defense does win championships. So this scoring that we're seeing right now, this one thirty, one forty, one fifty every night, that's yeah. not going to be happening around the league anymore. The, these these scores go down to like the one one oh one oh five, one ten or below yeah. every game. Every game, most of them are like nineties. It's every game's a grind. So that's gonna. And that's where why you need defense. That's why I'm a little worried about the Kings run because they don't have any defense. I'm worried about the Pelicans and the Mavs as well. Um, and I also just want to bring up like the absolute whiff on the Jalen Brunson scenario. Yeah. You could have had him. You could have had him come back for much cheaper than what the Knicks were offering him, and you did not. Uh, it's fair to say, like, no one saw him turning into this. No one saw him turning right. into like a top ten MVP candidate right now, but. I mean, you gave away that asset for free when you could have done something differently, and then you made the swing for. I mean, you tried with Kristaps Porzingis a while ago; that did not work. Tried with you, fucked it up with Jalen Brunson. You brought in Christian Wood; that obviously has not worked. And now you're bringing in Kyrie, which has, thus far has not worked. Um, and Kyrie's pro- can walk this summer, so I mean, yeah. I don't know what they do here. They're really fucked, and they got to figure something out. Um, all right, let's just review our teams as a whole. So I have both of our teams written down. I will go Perfect. and Thank list you. my team and then your team. So my team, I have Nikola Jokic, the Suns organization, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, and the Clippers organization. Max has the Celtics organization, Doc Rivers, Russell Westbrook, Carl Anthony Towns, and the Mavericks. So I disagreed with Russ and Kat. I didn't have either of them on my board. I think you disagreed with uh joker and the sons yeah and i th- i think the cat joker's sons kind of all were kind of the same reasons why we disagreed with each other i think it would be like other people's fault um hindsight maybe russ wasn't the pick maybe the clippers was the pick i should have made because now i'm going to get more russ hate or no more it's hate true, from people it's true because russ. there's so many eyes on russ because he's such yeah. you know he's such a big name and he's a hall of fame player and Everywhere he's gone, he hasn't been able to win, and it seems like the teams that he goes to actually might even get worse when he goes there. So I, I yeah. think it's still fair. To be fair, he gets too much shit. He gets way too much shit. Yeah, he yeah does. For But, sure. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, he's not... But when you talk about pressure from the media, yeah, Russell Westbrook might get more of that than anyone else. Maybe yeah, other than he, gets, he gets too much shit. I feel bad for him. I wanted him to go back to the Wizards and have fun because it doesn't yeah. seem like basketball is fun for him anymore. And the only reason I picked him was because I think like I was thinking more of like the outcomes from the pressure. And to me, what's bigger than lo- potentially losing your job and not playing in the NBA anymore? So that's kind of why I thought about him. But yeah. maybe that pick should have been the Clippers. Whatever. We'll get fucking shit comments from that. Who cares? Um, Yeah. Anything else from the NBA that you want to talk about? I mean, talking about the Mavs, like I know we've we've covered them a lot, but I, I do think these past couple of years and experiments the Mavs have had might be telling us a little bit something about Luka Doncic that people seem like they're scared to say. And I know you've mentioned it and we agree on this. Luka is not easy to build around. Like you need pretty perfect fits to go and construct a roster around this guy. Um, obviously it's, you can do it. He's such a good offensive player, but 
it's hard to fit, you know, scores like Kyrie with him. I don't know what what is the perfect, you know, second option in Dallas. I don't know who that would be. So I I don't know. What do you think about Luca? Is is it partly just how he plays? Like, how do you build around him? Well, it can't be fun sitting. I mean, we know it's not fun from experience sitting and watching someone else cook while you sit there, right? But I think there is a framework for success with Luca, and that's shooting and defense. And I know we talked about this before. It's like the three and D guys that you can kind of litter, litter around. Like the Brooklyn Nets would have a perfect team for Luca right now because it's just three and D guys and yeah. Mikael Bridges who can create alongside Luca, and he's been forced to create alongside Devin Booker before. So we know he's a dynamic scorer. I think Nets would be like a perfect team for Luca, and then like honestly. The, the way that the Lakers have built around LeBron now, you know, where it's defense and shooting, that's mm-hmm. that you kind of need. Davis. Anthony Davis would work with Luka. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Lakers, too. I mean, maybe not this version of Anthony Davis. He's been killing it recently, but he's just so I'm so scared of him with injuries, I think. Yeah. Maybe like before he was so I mean, he's always been injury prone, but you know what I'm saying? Like prime Anthony Davis um, mm-hmm. would be perfect with him. And yeah, just like team, I think you're gonna have to follow the LeBron mode where you're follow. He's such a dynamic scorer, like LeBron is, and you're just gonna. It's always best to surround those guys with three and D players, um, because Luca doesn't play defense. And I do think a part of this is he doesn't take care of his body like the other elite players do. That's been an issue. And if you watch him play, he is such a douche on the like the way that he just talks at the refs. It's it's hard to watch him play and like him. Because one, the basketball style is really not bold. It's just hard to watch. I don't like watching Mavericks. I don't like watching. They're the not same, fun. To watch. They're not fun to watch. You don't like watching the same guy do the same shit all the time. It's impressive when it goes in, but I hate him. I hate watching him just yell at refs uh, for fouls that he clearly commits or fouls that don't need to be called. Um, a lot of times the refs are right, and he's just yelling at him. So um, I do think it, he can be hard to play with for sure. But I do think it's more of also the bill. He's kind of forced to play this way due to how the Mavericks are are built. Like who else is going to score other than Christian Wood and Kyrie? Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I just think before this season, I thought Luka was, you know, a top 5 easily player, maybe top 3, um by far the best young player. And now I think over these past couple months seeing that just they haven't been able to figure anything out. Like no one has been able to fit with Luka. I'm starting to see him just a little differently. Like, I'm not saying he's he's dropping significantly in my rankings, but I am looking at him and saying, "Can you figure out? Can you figure it out with a star alongside you?" That's fair, and it's he's had plenty of practice. I mean, these have been. I mean, I guess all these are weird ones. Like Kristaps is weird. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's not a star. Jalen Brunson's a star now, but I don't think he was with him. And then Kyrie is the weirdest star we have. So I think I still have, I do see what you're saying. I think I'm in the kind of the same boat. He's definitely not in my top five. Maybe he's number five this year. I just think you can't put a team that barely, that didn't make the playoffs. You can't put that guy um, on your top five for like MVP list, for example. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough Luca talk. I'm sure we're, we, we aggravated enough fan bases today. So I think, I think that we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, Thank you, Jordan, for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. We love each and every one of you. Sorry if we pissed any of you guys off. And yeah, we will be back next week with more NBA games and talks like this. So stay tuned 
and thank you for listening and Yeah. This little mulatto, yeah. she could be a model